Hey, you've reached Jonah Radio. Thanks for calling up. On this week's episode, we do have some music news for you. Tool's got a new album coming out. Rolling Stone is going to take on Billboard for the Chart Wars of 2019. And then we also are going to talk about songs and music that remind us of specific points in our life being on vacation. Cash, what have we got for music? This week, we've got music from Death Rut, Summer Cannibals, Sore Thumb, and Adam Sandler. Hey, buddy, you roll that beat the bean footage. I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Neither. Out here, it's just a little bit Ooh, strange. Ooh, brother. Trip with you. Shit ain't cut. Get off the cross, dude. It gets a lot colder. Hang in there with your friends. Welcome to yet another installment of the catalog of guffaws that is Jonah Radio. I am Jonah Ray. The guffaw The guffaw I'm, I'm Jonah. I'm Jonah Ray. This is the sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. Over here, we got Cash Hartzell, our producer. Hi, everybody. I'm Cash Hartzell. And the man with the plan, Mr. Neil Mahoney. Hi, everybody. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. We're recording this on a Wednesday night in a gloomy, yeah, South Pasadena, California. Did not bring yeah. a sweatshirt. I am unequipped. It's a bit chilly. Mm-hmm. It's a bit it. chilly. Yeah, it's like the sixties. Yeah, 60s. Uh, but we we got we got a phenomenal show for you uh, today. It's gonna it's it's gonna be full of uh, learning, laughter, and love. Um, and Wait, are we rebroadcasting yeah, an episode re- of today's special? <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> Shout out to my Canadian children's television work. Oh, we got, we got um, but here. we're just we're going to get right off the bat. We're going to play a song for a submitted song from a band called Death Rut. This is off of Kara's Scene. It's the song. It's the single. The song Kara's Scene. <laughs>
All right. We that are was back. Kara's scene by Death Rut. Not what I when you said Death Rut earlier. I it's not that's not the music I really thought. That's not the music you thought. That is good. A little lo-fi, mm-hmm. a little jangly. I like it. Uh, they uh, submit their music. If you want your music heard on this podcast, mm-hmm. what should you do? You should, you know, Neil. This is the, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> submit it to Jonah Radio R A Y D I O at gmail dot com. That's is that right. an email address or a website. That's an email address. Jonah Radio okay. at gmail dot com. It's not a blog. It's not a blog. You can just email us directly and then plead your case for why you think we should be the playing pleading your is music. my favorite part. The pleading is usually what saves a lot of people's mm-hmm. terrible music. <laughs> you be the judge, not us. We're not here to judge. We're here to do what feels right. <laughs> um, this might be a bad time to bring this up, but I am here to judge. Oh, oh well, that's right. That's no, that right. was ve- he was very clear from the beginning. Actually, that is right yeah, when yeah. we started having talks about this. Yeah, when like, we met wanna... Neil in two thousand one, and or you were you guys met in two thousand two. No, two thousand two. Okay, yeah, we all met in two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I was back out here for the anniversary of 9-11. That's right. Yes, uh, yeah, it was a big party out here. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. It was a, that, that was a big tour that you just ended here, right? No, no, no. I uh, We were just starting the Mr. Show tour, and then uh, the, we were in San Diego for a test show, and I saw a Hummer painted red, white, and blue Ooh. with a giant Never Forget decal in the back that had a like a photorealistic like, airbrush painting of the towers on fire. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I was like... Is that what you want to see every morning when you? Yeah, that is kind of your odd. Hummer to go to work. Yeah. at your weird law firm or real estate company. You know what? It that that is that 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 is perfect time. Mm-hmm. That, that still reminds me of that we should really get into a segment that we like to call mm-hmm. music news. Oh, music news, where we. Three aging white men mm-hmm. discuss popular music mm-hmm. in the world of music. Well, this is you and know, popular culture and popular culture. That's it, right. It, and it, where it, they intersect, guys. I'm going to bust through some quick, some quick hits of like just like uh, there's a bunch of music news that have come out. Okay, uh, I'm just going to kind of go down the list real quick, and we'll get into the other stories later. But just quick hits. Tool is releasing an album after 13 years of not releasing an album. Ooh. Yeah, so on August 13th, they'll be putting out an album after 13 years. How about that? That's pretty... I mean, were we... Do you guys, are, were you guys Tool what fans? Are you, what, what is happening? I, I, I don't know. That's exciting. Okay, also, the Get Up Kids. Former guest, Matt Pryor. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You have a sound drop for him, don't you? I do. Get off. I'm going to go home and listen to Repeater. Yeah, Matt Pryor it. from the Get Up Kids was here, and uh, his band, the Get Up Kids, are heading out on tour in North America with one of my favorite bands, Cloud Nothings. So oh, that's, cool. That's, that's cool. pretty cool. Um, the cross, dude. Here's, a, here's another uh, uh, crazy thing. Rolling Stone Magazine is starting their own music charts, directly challenging the Billboard charts, a, a chart that has never been challenged. That That is true. Why would Billboard you charts are now a challenge chart by Rolling Stone charts. What is, what is, what's going to be the difference? What, what are you going to go well, to? Well, the- Rolling Stone is going to update theirs daily as opposed to weekly. Okay. And they're going to have, uh, they have apparently a better algorithm for um, marking uh, streams on all the different platforms. Oh, boy. YouTube, SoundCloud, downloads, all that stuff. Okay. So um, well, uh, that is the that? one thing I, I do remember from Rolling Stone when I had a subscription was like you'd open up the back and it was always like the was it the Billboard Top 100 that was in the back like the back page was they would usually like, do like it wasn't Billboard but they, I always remember there was a college radio yeah it was in college it. radio and then they'd always do like some stunt one that was like bluegrass or oh like, yeah, yeah yeah like uh, classic rock reissues and there is there is uh, I think it's time for not that Rolling Stone is new but probably the people running this thing is new yeah. 
And the fact that like the country billboard charts did that that shit to our bud Lil Nas X. Yes. Yeah. Um uh <laughs> but And that here, lady that covered him. That's true. There's a lot of people that covered him. We'll get to that later in the segment. Ooh, um, guys, geez. here's a couple things people! I didn't know. Showtime uh, is going to be doing a four-part documentary on the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, I, I saw teasers for this like three months ago. I'm so psyched. It's called Of Mikes and Men. Oh, yeah. They started putting, uh, putting up billboards and stuff for it. Yeah. Of Mikes and Men, the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men. It's uh, set to begin May 10th, which is very soon. Um... Uh, but also recently, in celebration of Wu Tang, um, they now have a street corner in Staten Island yeah, called the Wu Tang District. And this is wow. what Ghostface Killer said. He said, "I never saw this day coming. I knew we were some ill MCs, but I didn't know that it'd take us this far." <laughs> that is uh, fantastic. I, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go too deep. I'm just happy for them. Are you even able to? <laughs> I don't uh, think you've got the required equipment. Well, I, 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 it's like a weird mixed blessing, I guess, because they, I, from my listening to the Wu Tang Clan, they were not happy about the streets where they grew up in. Like, like, is there anything to like? Hey, guys, maybe like a nicer neighborhood to show how far we've risen. Is there? Is there the? I think. What I think do you want? Just, somewhere in Midtown? I'm not. I'm not saying it needs to be Midtown. Like, get them away from Trump Tower. I don't think they'd be good for that either. Yeah, but I'm I think, saying I like think the object is to inspire the people who are still there. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's that. That totally makes sense. I'm Which just is to saying, say gentrifying uh, <laughs> graduate students. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it is just the fact that the neighborhood and, uh, has come up. I don't know. Chi- maybe Chinese maybe they investors should. buying up whole buildings and leaving them vacant. Well, maybe maybe they should uh, also change the mural in Queens of uh, or. Uh, which part way is it Queens or Brooklyn that has the uh, notorious B.I.G. mural or it says that would be Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn where it's uh, uh, I forget which neighborhood in Brooklyn but it says like uh, what's the what's the line Super Nintendo Sega Genesis when uh, I was young I couldn't could, picture this couldn't yeah. picture this oh yeah yeah so, so should they should they change that to PlayStation PlayStation 4 <laughs> PlayStation Xbox, four, one, Xbox X. one X um I, it almost still works. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the meter. Huh. It almost. When kinda... I was young, I had no concept of this. <laughs> <laughs> Updating legends. That's uh, what we do here on Jonah Radio. We sure do, Cash. Uh, 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 speaking of legends, uh, um, recently there was uh, three found uh, three unreleased David Bowie demos from the '60s. Demonstrations. De- dem- Dem- demonstrations for further. What do you demo? Yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So this is a it's demonstration a of this is a demonstration of what we can do. This is a demonstration of what we intend to do. Ah, oh, okay. that's nice. I like that. But uh, so three David Bowie from the '60s, which is pretty neat. This is from 1967. Some demos, which are very, very 1967. Yeah. Uh, what, here, check them like out. Yeah, well, a little bit. Time there was a little bunny. Oh. Who lived in a village of little bunnies. His job was to guard the frontier of their little bunny country. Oh, this and all is, he did all day long. This was, was the part of the English history cases. where they mostly, most of their exports sure were little no bunny stores. Naughty little bunnies yeah. were smuggling carrot juice, bunny drugs, and other things like that. Okay, that was one song. Oh boy! Did you ever have a dream or two where the hero I was mean, a kind of Say 
Chinese Jew. There's like, it's funny, like, there's like, even that little, it's like, you're like, oh, this sounds like a lot of stuff that was going on at the time. But then there was that Bowie, like, a Superman, like, it's like, yeah. it's like he's talking about, you know, these kind of fantastical things, but that, that quick little Superman. Yeah, yeah he's, he's very much a Beatles. Yeah. Well, he was a, yeah. Around the same time, it's just oh, 67. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody was a Beatles fan. It's very 60s. Yeah. It's, very, it's very like, 60s, like but late it's like 60s. still that it's still that voice, and that it's, voice is good. Yeah, yeah. and, and that voice made up for a lot of terrible music you made in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Tin Machine Man. Dude, that's that's one of my favorite uh, Baron Vaughn editions. Uh, like uh, when we were doing, I can't remember what episode it was in season eleven of uh, Mystery Science Theater, but like um, uh, there was some, like it was like it was just supposed to be like an announcer happens. And he's like, "It's Saturday Night Live with your musical guests." David Bowie and Tin Machine. <laughs> and it was like right up Joel's alley. He was like, Tin Machine, what a bad idea. <laughs> um, here's uh, here's, here's some, uh, recently um, it was announced that Jeff Tweedy of Wilco fame, mm-hmm. um, he is going to be, if you, he was to make an, uh, an appearance on a TV show, what, what do you think? Which TV show would you guess? Last Man Standing. What? Tim Allen Standing. show. You uh, think the Wilco with Jeff Tweedy? No, no, would you? Uh, that WKRP still on, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, uh, Documentary Now. Oh, that's, that's actually a really good one. But it's a bit bigger than that because... Curb your Jeff enthusiasm. Tweedy doing curb. is going to be cast in the new season. Uh, oh, that's a Jeff Garland movie then. What? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, Jeff that's Arlen a Largo Chicago. thing. Yeah, well, Chicago, no. and he also hangs out at Largo. All the time. Yeah, yeah, both of them do. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna the musician is real life friends with uh, Jeff Garland, and uh, yeah, so that's. I was expecting a bigger reaction than that. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> it it it, it makes just, sense. I was just trying to have fun with music music stuff, and I was trying to have fun with dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ooh, new new slogan, new slogan, having fun with dead air. Jonah Radio, having fun with dead air. That's true. Okay, guys, speaking of drama, recently um, uh, Blink-182 announced a joint tour with uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, Of course, this is uh, right right before they announced their, they released their new single, Blame It On My Youth, uh, which sounds like, any Blink-182 song from the past decade or so to yep. me. Um, so when they announced the Lil Wayne co-headlining tour, Blink-182 and Lil Wayne. Yeah. And so, uh, and then I, I, I saw a lot of people on their Instagram, on Mark Hoppus's Instagram being very upset. Very upset. Very upset about it. And I, I pulled out my classic. The Jonah Ray. The Jonah Ray, uh, the, you know, tweet. Trademark. Respond. Well, I just called him a dork. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said a lot of dorks, a lot of dorks in these uh, in these uh, comments. And um, how did they take that? Not the- too well. Not too well at all. Uh, let me read you some of the responses I got. Um, this one guy uh, says, "Let's hear. Let's look at this." Uh, I thought I had more. Yeah, you're right. Hey, could you hit that? Uh, put your knife away, oh, drop. Uh, yeah, with, I don't have that. 
This guy, Nostradamus, or Dumas, Nostradamus, says certain irony about someone named Jonah who was making passive-aggressive snarky comments in the comments calling other people dorks. That's like textbook dork. He does. He, he, uh, let me give Dumas his, his due here. He may be right. He may be right. No, it is. It's like, you know, I, just, I was just commenting. I may be crazy. A lot of dorks. I just may be the lunatic you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and then I said, like, uh, uh, very ironic that someone named Jonah would. I was like, uh, you know, I, I responded with, like, it's like, sorry, I sorry, I picked my name as an infant child yeah. out of my mom's womb. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love the idea. I don't Jonah, get why your name Jonah, to do with it. Jonah is a baby's name. That's well, what, yeah. That's, that's when they gave it to me when I was a baby. Yeah, he says, I mean, you're an adult. You can legally change your name. I would if I was named Jonah. That name should have an age limit to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was quite quite fun. That Tell that to cool. Jonah Salk, my friend. That's right. If he was jo- so embarrassed, Jonas. Jonah Salk. Jonas. Yeah, no, the guy who invented salt, Jonas Salt. Yeah, but here's here's a couple others. Uh, a lot of dorks in these comments. I said, uh, here's a guy said Blink used to represent the dorks. Uh, <laughs> someone said uh, a lot of fans in these comics fixed it for you. That was another one. Uh, uh, Corgi's Wagtail says. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> um, Drog says, you know we can see you, right? Um, could, well, could, well, could they see you? Yeah, I, like, I responded to him saying, I was counting on it. Uh, some guy said, this tour is whack and so are you. Who are you even? Um, and then some guy's like, right? Fuck this Jonah guy. This is not Blink-182. Um, and, then, uh, and then some nice guy said, hope Kumail. He said, hope uh, you enjoy your time at Comedy Central. Maybe one day you'll get a real career. And I responded to him. I was like, uh, Comedy Central already fired me. Keep up. Nailed <laughs> it. And then some guy said, who are you calling a dork, asshole? You think Lil Wayne and Blink-182 fans will enjoy each other's set? I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of white people that are I think like I think a lot rock. of people would dig it. I, you know, who, it's like a, a lot it's of kids listen to the energy. same shit now. Yeah, it goes back to that thing that I observed about people who are a lot younger than me. They've never paid for music, so it all costs the same. Yeah. So they listen to everything. Yeah, yeah that's a good point that you made. First of all, fuck you. Yep. But uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, this- a, good, that's a good... That, I like how you took the, the national story... And made it intimate. That's uh, well, what that's I like called, about That's called music. narcissism. Oh, yeah. oh God. I made, well. made this big thing and then, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of made it about me. But speaking of, like, collaborations and the, <laughs> and the fans crossing over, Lil Nas X. Oh, it does not stop with Lil Nas X, guys. Oh, boy. Oh Recently, boy. he showed up on John Mayer's live feed on Instagram, and they sang Old, old <laughs> was it Old, old Town, Town Road? Road. <laughs> they sang Old Town Road together. This is... I can't believe we've had occasion to play a version of this song for five weeks now. Yeah. Oh. And this is a John Mayer on guitar. So far, my favorite version. I don't know. I kind of like last week's. Terrible mix. Not well, so it's, bad. Uh, Instagram mix. Not yeah. so bad at all. Oh, that's um, uh, I. I'm enjoying the little Nas X's ride through fame. Me too. I really am. And recently, he was on the great show on Showtime. And all our listeners should be watching this show. Uh, Desus and Mero. Mm-hmm. Jesus. 
Desus? Yeah. Why do I say Desus? It's it the way like it's, that, but yeah, it's spelled. Yeah, it's, it's meant Desus. to r- rhyme with like D's nuts and Jesus. Okay, so Desus and Marrow. Yeah. Um, I have a show on Showtime, and they had Lil Nas X on it recently to play uh, a game called Country or Nah, Uh, and it's like like watching it like like Lil Nas X like you can tell he's like a he's like a bedroom musician like he like was making music in his house yeah and is really kind of didn't ever have like this persona yeah so he's always kind of thrown off when he's on these things did he play his first like concert show yeah last week we talked about it at the stagecoach where he went up with billy ray cyrus has that happened yet that happened yeah yeah yeah, that happened last week week. we talked about it when it happened i thought it was like going to happen oh no no it happened yeah different and so no you know what it was this this the story we read was before but it had happened it had happened oh okay yeah Yo, it's your boy Jesus Nice. Kimmer on the building. That's right. We got little Nas X in the building. The king of the Yeehaw agenda. Nice right now, you are the king of country. KOC. So right now, we got to quiz you. Wait, wait, wait. We don't want to say that. We don't want to say that. I don't agree with that last one. Let's do How about that? Wow. Lil Nas X going, whoa, don't call me king of country. <laughs> the, pr- the, 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 prince? the prince of country. I'll take that. I'll okay. Prince of the archbishop. <laughs> yeah. He likes that. Duke of country. There you go. So we're going to ask you a couple of things. Real quick hits. You say country or nah. Gotcha. Okay, so we're gonna hit you. First one, hot sauce. What do you guys think? Hot sauce. That's country. That's country. Yeah. That's country. Yeah. I'll say it's country. But there's also country. like, there's like a hip hop world definition of country, which is like, oh, well, like my relatives who live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, I think also. I think though, this is specifically in regards to how Lil Nas X is a country artist. Okay. So, and I can't really rewind on this thing. So let's. Yeah. Hey. Country. Right. Stepping in. So he said, so yeah. we're all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Horseshit. Stepping in horseshit. What do you guys think? Yeah. 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 Me yeah, too. Country. country. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas? Nah. No. Ooh. Uh, NBA jeans. NBA, NBA jeans? I don't know. I'm going to say nah. 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 Trick or treating. Trick or treating. What do you guys think? I say that's, uh, that's country. That's nah. No, it's not because it's all the houses are too far apart. Yeah. Oh. And Christianity. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good point. Neil. Neil. Nah. Ooh. Nah. White people with dreadlocks. Nah. 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 (laughs) Nelly. Nah. Country. Spaghetti. Country grammar. grammar, Country. Ghost. Nah. Suede. Country. Mm -hmm. Denim. Country. Country. Racism. That's what I would answer too. Yeah, that's that's uh, as we as we talked about before on this uh, beloved segment. Lil Nas X was taken off of the Billboard country charts, and uh, a lot of people uh, uh, gave the blame to the racist industry of Nashville country music. Of the people, yeah, the people that did the charts. It didn't reflect something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Guys, Jack White. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Jack White is now an honorary doctorate, has an, honora- or has an honorary doctorate from Wayne State University. In upholstering? Uh, Jack White, the White uh, Stars received a doctor in humane letters in honor of his dedication to Detroit and significant contributions to the arts as one of the most prolific and renowned artists of the past two decades during the school's commencement ceremony today. How about that? How about that? Two decades we've been living with Jack White. Yeah. That tracks. Uh, a little bit longer if you were an upholstery client of his. Yeah. 
Um, I that's something. <laughs> I I actually started listening to a bunch of Oblivions this last week. You know the Oblivions? No. Uh, they are also sort of the Detroit. They they. Oh wait, are, Oblivions? The Oblivions. Before the before the Oblivions, uh, there's a band called because there's the a Deadly. Chicago band called Oblivions. I th- it might be the same. But no, but are you? No, no. It's Det- uh, I know them from the Deadly Snakes. I you know I have I have, I take some responsibility in that. Yeah, I was doing it to both of you. Okay, great. Oh. Yeah. Uh, thanks for helping out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, the, but the, there was a big Detroit sound that I feel like got, that got sort of narrowed into Jack White as Jack White as the ambassador for Detroit rock and roll music for a while. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of those bands. Yeah. It? Yeah. I think Dirt Bombs. Garage. Yeah. Was, no, Helicopters, they were from Sweden. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dirt Bombs. Um, uh, what was, was there? What was the band there, like? And there's several different. I, yeah, come on, come on. Oh. He, like Jack White punched that dude. Oh. Oh, I remember. Come on, come on. Was that like the was it like a the brave or the No, it wasn't the bravery. Faint? No, it wasn't the faint faint uh different different. Uh, yeah, faint are playing tonight in uh or tonight tomorrow night in in Hollywood. Oh boy. Yeah. Um yeah, but uh write in if you know the name of that band. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, also the uh, the uh, punk rock bowling is coming up, and I will be doing uh, stand up at the uh, punk rock bowling was a, f- a punk rock festival in Las Vegas, Las Vegas, oh, Nevada. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bowling festival and a punk rock festival. <laughs> I'll be doing stand up on Friday night at the thing. Uh, then I will probably go what date home. Is that? It's a uh, it's Friday night, May twenty fourth. Oh. And then uh, the, the 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 band start on the twenty fifth, and they go to the twenty sixth, twenty seventh. You got Rancid, Descendants, the Specials, Flag with Keith Morris, which is oh. some of the. Um, uh, you got Refuse, The Hives, you got The Vandals, The Damned, Fear, Fucked Up, you got Adolescence, uh, wow. Wellingtons, Nightbirds, uh, a, lot of, a lot of bands playing. That's a, yeah. that's a big, big, big venue. If you could stretch that over, over like several months, I might see half of those bands. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a, I'm thinking about like going home on Saturday and coming back on Sunday because oh, they, yeah? they gave me a hotel room for the whole weekend. Oh. And it's not that far of a drive. I'll, I am go home. What? Why go home? I don't. I don't flush eight hours down the toilet. Spend time with my wife. I don't know. Flushing eight hours down the toilet. Toilet. You talk about how you always have nothing but time. Yeah. You wish you could easily flush down eight hours of time. If no, I do it on the reg. But like, (laughs) I don't know. I just don't like. Well, no. Yeah, eight hours. You really should. You you should take up an instrument. No, I can't. It's on my lease. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys! Like a, a uh, recently, Summer Cannibals uh, uh, just released. Uh, just announced their uh, album, which will be coming out. Uh, it's um, called "Can't Tell Me No," and uh, this is an album that they kind of uh, like made like really quickly after getting rid of their old album, and um, they just released their first single getting from rid it. Of their old album. Yeah, they recorded a whole album. They they didn't want to uh, do it. Release it? Oh, okay. Um, they didn't want to release it, so they just started from scratch. And then uh, I actually end up uh, the when the album comes out, the video that I directed for them uh, will mm-hmm. be coming out along with it. Uh, full disclosure, but this is their first single off of that album called "False Anthem." When we get back, we're going to talk about songs that remind us of vacation, or vice versa. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. That was Summer Cannibals. False Anthem. Okay. You're listening to Joan Radio if you're just tuning in. We're having a lot of fun mm-hmm. just hanging out, having a good time. Aren't we, James Hetfield? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks for coming in, James. Thanks really. for coming in. Well, okay. We'll, we'll see you around. All right. Okay, yeah, no. No, they've... The, the parking not validated. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, but uh, oh! yeah, yeah. Parking is not validated. I'm James. sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. about that. Should have put that in the email. Should have really. We we got to let these people know mm-hmm. what is going on. If you're going back to Malibu, then this time of day, you're best off with it. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Thank for you, coming Ghost by. of Tom Petty. Yep. Really appreciate it. There. Yeah, sometimes when you're stuck in traffic, you just got to... Sorry uh, about that, Dave. Yeah, yeah that. Jesus. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, call again. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Just, yeah. Gotcha! Yep. Sometimes you got to take the Coenga Pass. Uh, <laughs> a stretch a bit. Um, uh, <laughs> so uh, here's here's what we're doing right now. We're going to be doing uh, this thing. The, 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 our, our theme for this episode is uh, songs that kind of like make you remember a trip uh, or a vacation that you took mm-hmm. um, when you were growing up or a certain part of your life. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you know a song will come on shuffle and it'll immediately. That's the great thing about music is that sense memory of just immediately. You know, wormhole opens up, and you are like time travel. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, Neil? Time travel. Neil, could you please remove your your, your 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 <laughs> lips from my stomach? That is very uncomfortable. <laughs> time travel. And if you've watched the recent, uh, if you've watched the recent, <laughs> if you watched the recent um, uh, Avengers movie, you uh, also know th- there are themes, and it has a lot to do with. Time travel? Come on, <laughs> Neil. You sandbag it. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a third. It's joke structure. No, it's not. First no, two no, no, are the no, same, no, no, no. third one's different. Because my, mine was sweaty. Like, my, the, the fact that my joke was sweaty. I construct drama for a living. You don't. <laughs> it's follies Holy and farces. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. The cross, dude. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, uh, so, mine. Well, the first thing that came to mind mm-hmm. w- for me was uh, when I, I w- what was the year that um, Terminator Two came out? Jesus, Terminator Nine, Two, nineteen ninety. Yeah, it was like yeah, ninety one. Yeah, it was Seven, maybe ninety two. Oh, hold on, 90, that was hey, the first. Siri. That was the first rated R movie. I, what uh, year? No, RoboCop Three. What year did Terminator Two come out? Terminator Two: Judgment Day was released July third. 1991. Okay, 1991. All right. So uh, yeah. around Ballpark that time, too. my family uh, took a trip to the island of Kauai. Kauai. Um, and so, and on the last day we were there, me and my brother Adam uh, saw the movie Terminator 2, Judgment Day, yeah. which of course has the song You Could Be Mine yeah. by Guns N' Roses. Oh, that yeah. is not the song. Okay. But before we went on the trip, I got a Walkman for the first time. Okay. And the first tape I bought... Tapes was, or discs? It was tapes. Yep. Walkman, not a discman. Gotcha. A Walkman, not a discman. Oh, so so you're using it as the particular brand, not necessarily... A, it was a it, Sony Walkman. Okay, so it was a Walkman. It yeah. wasn't Walkman. like a... It wasn't a Sarny it wasn't, it it wasn't wasn't walkabout. It, was, it wasn't a personal tape player. It was yes, a Walkman. It was a Walkman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had on repeat the entire trip the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey soundtrack. Oh, okay. 
And so I'll always remember, which also God Give Rock and Roll to You, big part of my life. Everyone knows that. I love that song. But the Kiss version, of course, that's on the, the way they yeah. play it at the end. But. Primus. Tommy the Cat by Primus is what they're playing when they are getting trying to get to the Battle of the Bands. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and so every time I hear Tommy the Cat, I think about Bill and Ted's book's journey, and I think about the soundtrack, and I think about the long kind of meandering country roads of Kauai. You don't think about around. the long meandering roads that we, we took from Terminator 2 to, to, to <laughs> Bill and Ted's? It's all part of the same trip, Cash. I guess yeah. it is. I guess you're right. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on, Cash. Are you trying to? Are, are you? Are you honestly trying? I'm hiding my face in shame. Quit it now! This motherfucker is trying <laughs> to kneel me. <laughs> oh no! I'm taking that out. No, we can't use the crying baby one anymore. Why there. not? There, there are too many people with actual babies that listen to this podcast that have emailed us to go like, look, I every time I hear that, I think it's my actual baby, and I get pissed off. And okay. Then I, and then I, I, I you uh, well, know, I, mad I'm sorry, at my I'm, baby. I'm sorry to say, uh, Cash, we cannot take out the sound of the baby because people in uh, the state of Georgia listen to this, so we won't oh, be geez. able oh, to. We, we cannot yeah, take we out the baby. Drama for a living. Uh, all right, so that, really that's, that's mine. Holly. I think about our trip to Kauai. That right. was very important to me, Cash. You, man, you, you don't cherry it to fire me. <laughs> Get off the cross, dude. Yeah, look at the look at the look at the I title did. deed. <laughs> Check out the title deed. Title deed. Title deed. That's that's from the title title deed. That's, that's the song from next, the Bob Odenkirk pilot, uh, where he had that song. Check out the title deed. Oh God, that um, the there was a bunch of dads rock? that get yeah. together and do a Limp Biscuit song. Yeah, that was. All right, so Cash, what's yours? Uh, mine, mine is uh, a band called Wolf Mother. Um, this Whoa. was uh, <laughs> when we had iPods, but they were not—they were like standalone. They didn't connect to the internet or anything like that. So you had the music you had on it, and that was it. You couldn't yeah. stream or anything like that. Um, and I did a tour for American Eagle Outfitters. Um, a comedy tour that was booked from like February to March through the Midwest and the East Coast, and it, uh, you know, you would trade music at that point. Like everybody would like burn stuff. Or well, you remember Sanuti? Sanuti was a program you could put on your Mac or your PC, and it, that Sanuti is iTunes backwards, and you could rip music off of other people's yes. uh, oh, iPods. Um, oh yeah, I think you gave me a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think we we all traded music that way. But this was we went on the road and we uh, are we didn't really have internet. We had to use the internet for all the the streaming stuff or the the upload stuff that we had. So my sound guy had like five albums and Baron Vaughn, who was on the the tour with us, gave of the new Negroes of the new Negroes of Mystery Science Theater of. American Eagles Campus Comedy Challenge <laughs> 2007 or whatever the fuck and, it was. And uh, Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Um, Brian Callen was also on that tour, but uh, the this was one of the albums and it was the newest thing that I think any of us had, so we listened to it as we drove across the country and driving one day in particular driving from Virginia to Boston. It was supposed to be an eight-hour drive. It turned into a 26-hour drive, and I listened to this album 
six or seven times oh, wow. during that entire drive. Yeah. So I can never listen to this without thinking of like just these frozen, empty wastelands that I had to cross. And it's good music for that. Yeah, that's, that's very, very good. It's like kind of like desolate and dark, but also good driving music. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Uh, Neil, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. What's my first one? Um, whichever one you want. Just play the first one. Okay. I'll remember my story. Oh, boy. I think I put two of the same song on here. Or no, you the same band? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, so this is a It's Shoved by Melvin's. It's on Bullhead. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I went uh, on a ski trip. Were you I, not prepared for this? Well, I wrote it down, but I left the books in my bag immediately to my left. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went on, uh, I was a part of like, the ski club, which was not really a club. It was just you went on one ski trip a year in high school. And uh, we were all super into the Melvins, and we were driving up there on this bus. And my friend Dan said, "Like, if I ever met a girl that liked the Melvins, I think that would be it for me." <laughs> <laughs> and then that weekend, we met a girl from Connecticut who liked the Melvins, and they're still married. No fucking way! Yeah. Wow, that's weird. crazy. Yeah, this is a high school trip. High school trip, junior year. Wow. And like, and he just says this. Because you guys are rocking the Melvins. Yeah. We're like doing the like head, headphone splitter out of a disc, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we were just like, yeah, that would be cool. Because like there's no girls really where we grew up that were into that kind of music. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we there's another school from Connecticut that was also staying at the same like ski Resort. lodge yeah. that we were staying in. And then, uh, yeah, she got to hitting on him. That was it. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. It's stupid fucking high school junior manifesting and using up all the magic the rest of us made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah like, it's pretty fun. And I like how Neil's memory is someone else's happiest memory. <laughs> well, no, I, well, no, I. It's a trip. I it's brought a song it there. there. No, no, no. It still goes in the lines, yeah. but it's just. Uh, I brought it up to them at their wedding. I was like, don't you remember, like, on the way up there, you said this thing about the Melvins, and then we met Karen, and she looked at the Melvins. And he's like, fuck, no. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like I don't remember that. Well, oh, that's like, crazy. Good thing you're around. Yeah. The the the. I'm the Scrivener. The what? Scrivener. What was that? I the think they that, do the stuff on Ivory, right? Yeah, they like keep track of everything. Scrivener? Yeah, isn't that what that means? I Scrivener. I I think it was like the literate guy when that was like a scribe. Job. Yeah, basically. What's a Scrivener? I thought it was the guy that does like the the engravings on Ivory. Clerk, scribe, notary. Oh, okay, All great. Right. All right. Siri's really getting a push in this. All right, my yeah, next one, Siri. So when I first moved up to Los Angeles, California. Uh, uh, California. Um, I, uh, you know, I got like all, all the demo discs, uh, like the promotional discs from when yeah. I was working at the record store. Mm-hmm. Demonstrations. Um, uh, they, no, you're right. They were not demo discs. They were promo, promo discs. Promotional uh, Promotional discs. Promotionals, yeah. Um, and so um, when I moved to L.A., all my childhood friends, like a bunch of them, all ended up moving to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so when I would Washington. get Washington. Seattle, Washington, which I, where I just was for Crypticon, which was great. Um, but I was... Uh, I was walk. Uh, I, 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 if I would get homesick, I wouldn't. You know, I could never afford a ticket back to Hawaii. If I was homesick to hang out with my friends, I would just drive up the five. Yeah. Oh boy. All, all the way up to Seattle and hang out with my friends up there mm-hmm. for like a week or two. Uh, back when you can just do that. Yeah. Um, and Thanks, Obama. 
Yeah. And those, Wait, why can't you do that? Anymore? Yeah, the board, uh, the things he set up at the state borders. I don't know. Are you uh, no, over no, a lot no. It's a, you can't see someone off on the road. No, I just I, I like I had like nothing else going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a, you know a little Joe job that would be fine with me taking off work yeah. so that because they didn't have to pay me. Yeah. Ron Ron Benway was like he was just like yeah that's just that's just money I don't you don't do any work here anyway <laughs> and your feet smell real bad. <laughs> Um, th- this is a side note. Benway Records like would always f- bands like if they were ever retiring their uh, Converse All Stars uh-huh. would uh, sign them and give them to the record store, and they had them all oh. kind of like lined up. Oh, that might have had something to do with it. No, 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 no. But like they were all fine. Like it's like there was no extra smell. My feet reeked. My yeah. feet. I, I my feet sweat, and they and I don't like. It's like I've since figured out like how to keep it in check. But like, yeah, you go, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but it was like it was. I remember my friend Jason like Gomes. That's a shot at me. My friend Jason Gomes was like, if I like in Hawaii, you come over and you take off your shoes. It's like he'd be like, go wash your feet. Like he would make me go wash my feet, like before entering his house. But like when I finally, when I finally like gave Ron, I was, I was like, I'm gonna give you my my all stars, uh, and then he um, shrink wrapped them before putting them up. <laughs> Good burn, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Um, but, uh, so on the, on one of the, the discs I had was of course, uh, this oh, year, one, 2001, um, so I'd be oh. driving up the five up to the Pacific Northwest, like straight, it's like 22 yeah. hours. Yeah. You, you, you slightly turn in the middle of California, but other than that, there's yeah. really nothing. You go by Kauschwitz. You go by Kauschwitz, which is like a crazy cow farm that's disgusting and smells terrible and makes yeah. you sad. It's a slaughterhouse. Um, slaughterhouse. You go through the, just the Central Valley, which is nothingness. You go through Stockton, which is terribly sad. You go through Sacramento, which is the capital, so even more sad. Yeah. You go through farm country, and then you get into Butte County. And Shasta County starts to become real, really pretty. Shasta. And then you get into Oregon, and it's just really pretty for the rest of the drive, but a long, long, long drive. And this is... This and this is, is, this is every time I hear this album... And this song, this is like what I think, because this was on repeat as I was going up, because it just come out, and I was obsessed with it. Well, uh, one of the things that, and I, I know it's going to hold true for my story too, is how much this is tied to what we used to have to deal with, which is physical media, where it was just like, this is all I have, yeah. or or like, I'm going on a trip, I'm bringing four CDs, and I'm just going to have to listen to those four CDs over and over and over. Yeah, and over I think again. I had that. You should and, have uh, more CDs, my man. <laughs> Get yourself a I Case sh- Logic. I, oh, yeah. oh, man. What Double. Do you, what do you think has happened to the fucking Case Logic people? They were living so large in 1997, yeah. and it has all crumbled underneath them. Mr. and Mrs. Case Logic are I think it's fucking probably populous. they just sell them at truck stops, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... Uh, the, like having just that. Well, I, remember, I think I had this CD and I had uh, short music for short people, uh, which was a Fat Records. Uh, Comp, yeah. Which was like it was like it was like a hundred songs, uh, under thirty seconds or one Jeez. minute or something like that. Oh yeah, it was great. Tons of great bands are on it, but like uh, I remember like I read an interview where Fat Mike was he was like going <sighs> to ask he was going to ask all these bands to do uh, really short songs, um, and then he was going to ask Spaz. Who are known for doing like you know power violence like sh- really short songs? Or like he's like, I want you guys to have the longest song on the <laughs> the CD. I want it to be like two a two minute spaz song. And then they like just gave him a really short normal typical spaz song, which was like making fun of every other band <laughs> on Fat Records. Uh-huh. Like generic fucking riffs and shitty harmonies. <laughs> uh, but Cash, what's your next one? Um, 
This actually also has to do with uh, sort of physical media, the limitations of physical media. I oh, bought, so you're teeing yourself up? I was, I was a little teeing myself Big up. Big surprise. I was, Inside dealing. Look, I've... I Sorry I brought up the whole Fat Records thing story. Well, no, that's... <laughs> That what that also works. what is the what is the song? Uh, the song is uh, "Green Shirt" by Elvis Costello. So when I went I went to Europe and backpacked by myself no. for like a month. Must be nice. It it was it was kind of nice. It was extremely isolating because I was traveling by myself. I was going to all these places that didn't nobody spoke English. Well, I did at that point. Um, and uh, I bought a CD player that was an MP3 CD player. So you could burn CDs of MP3s and keep the... Uh, 20, oh, so you could have like hundreds of songs. Uh, on you would have hundred, like five, ten al- uh, albums on one CD. And yeah. you could sort of navigate through them. And so when I started burning all the CDs for it, I picked as many multi-track albums as I could and there were all these bonus these, these tracks where what do you mean multi-track album every album has multiple tracks um, more like so like there were a lot of bonus things or there was a lot of b-sides one of the things that uh, was on there that I didn't you know, had infinite sadness and melancholy you had uh, like that but was in f- that order that was an Elvis Costello album that also had all of the demos from that album and all of the tracks live from that album and so I burned Jeez. that and so it was just I had all of this music that I had chosen for sort of volume over like actually picking it out, yeah. where it was sort of like, I like that guy, let's get everything he ever, everything did. He ever did and cram it on this. Or like uh, Sage Francis, that Sick Awaiting Tables album was on there, and it was just, it, that's all B-sides. I knew I like one Sage Francis album. Nice. Um, so there was a lot of sort of just like, it, it, sort of the, be- the best of the old world, the worst of the new one. And where was I had the trip? A, uh, Amsterdam... Germany, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Gormandy, Gormandy, uh, uh, West Fruvel, uh, <laughs> East Fruvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, East Fruvel Station is my favorite movie. Oh Jesus, <sighs> does not turn out well for those Fruvel residents. Gerhard Blanson, um, uh, Italy. I went to Italy. Went to uh, France, and then I went to London, spent some time in London. And th- that was the amazing thing about London was I got to London and everybody was speaking English and it was just like a fucking, I was like, oh my God, I can eavesdrop on people or oh, like yeah. I understand like... As opposed to feeling just kind of just like I'm just going to have to wander around until yeah. I find, until I figure out how I can point at the food I want and yeah. at, at the hotel rooms and stuff like that. Um, so that was that was really cool. That That's one of the reasons it was so isolating and I just, I fell into all this music that I had that I hadn't necessarily picked out, and Elvis Costello was somebody that I would like. I had heard of, mm-hmm. and kind of enjoyed one or two songs, and then I had three albums by him, his first three albums, and just sort of fell into those and was like, "This is amazing." And what what was amazing was going, having this experience with all this music, and then coming back and going like, "Now, I, now I'm home, and I can go to record stores, and I can sort of like put put together everything and uh, see yeah. all that stuff that inspired me but I couldn't figure out anything about it because I wasn't really around the internet or anything like that it gave me like a whole new appreciation for this stuff that's really rad uh, Neil, Neil what's, what's your one? Oh, what's next what's the other one Wait, come on you, I picked it was two other two, songs it was two songs so what's the other one I picked I sent you three I don't remember I did it at 6.30 this morning alright uh, there was uh, Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground sure What's this from? This is from Christmas. 
2001. Uh, uh, was everybody still a little upset over 9-11? Everyone was still upset about 9-11. Yeah. My Especially the guy with the Hummer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, this that was the following year. Uh, this was still like four months out. So he was getting yeah. it painted. He was IDA yeah. in the Hummer. Yeah, he was... Yeah, he was he was using CAD. This is probably how he got the money, was it was all Christmas money. And he's like, I'm getting uh, a Hummer. But uh, my grandmother died shortly before 9-11, and my grandfather got remarried shortly after 9-11. Ooh. Ooh. And, my uh, grandfather had a... My grandfather had a uh, like yeah a girlfriend that showed up immediately. And they're like, yeah, they've been dating for like 15 years. I'm like, oh, weird. Ooh. Yeah, uh, no one ever got like the full story, but... Uh, yeah, he married this lady that lived down the street uh, like a month or two after uh, my grandmother died, and then uh, and then they went to Florida and stayed in the same place that my grandmother and he used to stay in for oh, wow. Christmas. And my mom was like, I was living in D.C. at the time, and I was like, we should go. They invited us down. Let's go. I was like, all right. And for the first time in probably like five years, I was subjected to like going to the airport with someone else. Oh, uh, like I was so used to doing my James Bond shit, like getting there super early, chucking my shoes in, getting through security as fast as I could. Yeah. And then just loving every minute of it and then getting drunk at some bar. And I was like, I had to go through like Ronald Reagan Airport with my parents and my sister and like they don't know how to fucking do it right. <laughs> and I was like losing my shit. And I was like, I'm never doing this. I'm never traveling with anyone ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my mind. But yeah, I had a disc man and uh, I was listening to this album a lot because uh, we got a, we got the whole catalog at the magazine for, you know, review purposes. And I was like, these guys are good. It's pretty basic. Drummers <laughs> aren't really great, but it's cute. <laughs> and then yeah, you wrote a about great, that. But she's exactly my style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I listened to this and I remember like, yeah, we just hung out with Grampy and Anne. <laughs> and then uh, we... Uh, Folks, you really had to see the the, <laughs> the eyebrows that went into Anne's name there. Uh, and then the other member from that trip is I went to the Barnum and Bailey Museum. Really? The Sarasota, Sarasota, circus? Yeah, the Sarasota, Florida. That's where the Barnum and Bailey Museum is. It's pretty fun. Was it fun? It's yeah. not this album that's that. Because I went there with my family and I put on headphones and listened to this album. <laughs> Didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Slow pushing on Neil. Uh, the... <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break with a song uh, by Sore Thumb. This is the uh, song "Suicide Mission from Hell." Enjoy it. It is a submitted track.
Hey, all right. That was Sore Thumb with Suicide Mission from Hell. Great song. Great, I like great that song. song. A lot. Good band. Uh, putting out something new very soon. Um, and very, uh, we're very, very happy to play him. Obviously influenced by Richard Lewis. If any of the, if any of the, uh, 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 from hell, that's yep, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you like any oh, of the music that we play, please sh- be sure to check them out. Oh, give them, it's a, even if it's, you know, put it on your Apple music, on your Spotify, put it, um, even if you're not going to listen to it, just like put it, you know, put it yeah. on, tweet at them, say you heard them, follow yeah. them on Twitter or on Instagram, say you heard them. Uh, that stuff means a lot. Produce their next album. Yeah, exactly. Awesome go. fan art. Any, any, anywhere in between. And go see them live. Um, but uh, Write yeah. graffiti. Yeah, um, that's kind of about it for our show, guys. How do you feel about today? I, do I, I feel, feel it was real tight. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a little too tight, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Gonna, gonna be that kind of party. I'm gonna stick my dick in the. Mouth. We're not starting over. Yeah, no, that's oh, okay. Um, I thought we were just gonna. What was the? I thought that was like a test run. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A warm up. What was the? I felt the like I had, I had too many uh, too many music news segments. I, I should I could I should bring down the amount of. No, I don't know. We had fun. We cut it up. Yeah. Um. I, what was the slogan that uh, we came up with? Jonah Radio, better than dead air, jazzing up dead air. I don't remember. All right, that was going to be something I take home. But that's uh, the entire. That's the slogan. The entirety <laughs> of what you just said. <laughs> that's the slogan, man. <laughs> that's the shit. How about a T-shirt that just says, "That's the shirt, man." Yeah. That's, that's the right. T-shirt. That's the show. It's Jonah Radio. This is our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Better than dead air. Better than dead air. Uh, but I want to thank Cash Hartzell, oh, our, thank our you. producer, Neil thanked. Mahoney. Thank uh, you. Thanking, Neil. Uh, and it is time to lull you to sleep. For all those who would listen to this while going to bed, yeah, this is weird. Per- this is almost perfect for you guys. Yeah, but it's uh, ninety nine percent invisible to go to bed, like I did. Oh, no, that's good. Well, maybe like maybe I'm we can really do nice. that. Like, let's do a transition into like uh, we'll do like nature sounds and. You know, like Schumann's Renaissance or Schumann's Resonance or whatever. Uh, so it's all just making noises for people to go to sleep to. Bah. Okay, you do that. You do the tone. Neil, do you want to do uh, like... Sleep, motherfucker, sleep, motherfucker, sleep. Sleep, motherfucker, sleep, motherfucker, sleep. Don't have dreams about dying tomorrow. Don't have dreams about dying in your sleep. Sleep, motherfucker, sleep, motherfucker, sleep. Sleep, motherfucker, sleep, motherfucker, sleep. Yeah. To send you on your way, we're going to uh, play a song uh, that uh, makes me cry. It is a uh, the song that Adam Sandler does on his latest <laughs> special and on his recent episode of SNL. Um, and it's, uh, it's something that's about his friend Chris Farley. It's very nice, and it's uh, you know it's really uh, I, I think it's a, it's a sweet song, and it's, it's a, it makes me very uh, sappy. I'm gonna take. Nope, uh, that's, uh, that's not it. I would pay Sandler to see, I would pay to see Sandler do that. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, this is Adam Sandler doing the Chris Farley song in SNL. Tune in next week. Soon enough, we'll be able to announce where we're headed as a podcast to the future, the future, and beyond.
first time I saw me was sweeter than honey Plaid jacket and belt too tight And he wasn't even being funny Then he cartwheeled around the room And slowed ass with a cleaning lady He was a one-man party You know I'm talking about I'm talking about my friend Chris Farley Whether you was the bumblebee girl or living in a van down by the river. <laughs> he loved the bears and did good dance at Chippendales with Swayze. When they replaced his coffee with Folgers, he went full on crazy. The sexiest gap girl and me love in the band. Without him, there'd be no lunch lady in lunch lady land. You know I'm thinking about, thinking about my boy Chris Farley. After a show, he'd drink a quart of Jack Daniels Then stick the bottle right up his ass <laughs> But hungover as hell, that Catholic boy Always showed up to morning man We'd tell him, slow down, you'll end up like Belushi and Candy Said, those guys are my heroes, that's all fine and dandy I ain't making that stuff up, that's the truth about my boy Chris Farley In the office crying with his headphones on Listening to a Casey and the Sunshine Band song I said, buddy, how the hell is that making you so sad? Then he laughed and said, just thinking about my dad The last big hang we had was at Timmy Meadows' wedding party. We laughed all night long, all because of Farley. But a few months later, the party came to an end. We flew out to Madison to bury our friend. Nothing was harder than saying goodbye, except watching Chris's father have his turn to cry. Hey, buddy, last moved on, but you still bring us so much joy. Make my kids laugh with your YouTube clips, or Tommy Boy. Yeah. And when they ask me who's the funniest guy I ever knew, I tell them hands down, without a doubt, it's you. Yeah, I miss hanging out, watching you try to get laid, but most of all, I miss watching you torture spade. You're a legend like you wanted, but I still wish you were here with me. And we were getting on a plane to go shoot Grown Ups 3. Yeah, life ain't the same without you, boy. And that's what I'm singing about. I'm singing about my boy Chris Farley. And if we make enough noise, maybe he'll hear us.
give it up for the great Chris Marley. In the motherfucking house with a fast dick for your motherfucking mouth. It's me, Snowdog, and you are listening 